Whether you should hold your rental property in an LLC is a very personal decision. There are a lot of factors that only you can evaluate to see if an LLC will work for you. We hope that we have provided you with enough information in this episode for you to start to at least think about if an LLC is a good fit for you. Welcome to your Landlord Resource Podcast. Many moons ago, when I started as a landlord, I was as green as it gets. I may have had my real estate license, but I lacked confidence and the hands-on experience needed when it came to dealing with tenants, leases, maintenance, and bookkeeping. After many failed attempts, fast forward to today, Kevin and I have doubled our doors and created an organized, professionally operated rental property business. Want to go from overwhelmed to confident? If you're an ambitious landlord or maybe one in the making, join us as we provide strategies and teach actionable steps to help you reach your goals and the lifestyle you desire, all while building a streamlined and profitable rental property business. This is your Landlord Resource Podcast. Hey there, landlords. Thanks so much for listening to our podcasts. My name is Stacy, and I'm here with Kevin, the other P in my pod. That almost sounds dirty. (laughs) All right. Today, we're going to talk all about if you should hold your rental property in an LLC. So if you own any investment properties, you might keep hearing that you should put your ownership in an LLC. Well, from liability protection and and anonymity, how do you say it? Anonymity? Anonymity. You want to be anonymous. (laughs) Maybe we should just do that. To be more secure for group ownership, an LLC is certainly something to consider creating, but I bet you'll be surprised to learn that there's more benefits than just the protection of liability and there's more headaches than cost in management when creating an LLC. So I'm going to do a quick disclosure here. This podcast is about our opinions and our experiences only. We will do our best to cover different scenarios, but when it comes to developing an LLC, Please consult your attorney and make sure that creating one is in your best interest. That's a very good point. So let's first talk about what an LLC is. A limited liability company, or LLC, is a business structure you can create by yourself, with a partner, or with a group. Owners of LLCs are members of the LLC. Each state has their own regulations and price structure when it comes to creating and maintaining LLCs. So please take the time to research the specific laws and information for the state where the rental property is located. Most Secretary of State offices will have this information. And depending on how ownership of your property is held, LLCs can be created as single-member LLCs or multiple-member LLCs. So let's talk about a couple scenarios. For instance, one property I own solely, and I am the only member of the LLC, and I own 100% of those shares. Properties held by partners or more than one owner can develop an LLC with multiple owners and designate how many shares or percentages of ownership each member will hold. So if you purchase a property with, say, three other people, You can set up membership so each member holds an equal share of 25%. Or if one or two of those owners have put more cash in the deal, they could own the equal percentage of the amount that they contributed. And guess what? 
If you and your spouse own investment property and have plans for your children to inherit this property someday, you can add your children on as members with shares. Depending on the value of your investment property, you can gift them a percentage equal to the maximum gift tax. Currently, it's 17000 or you can just give them 1% to start. And when the time is right, you could gift them some shares. The benefit of this is to slowly add them on as owners so that when you pass away, they can take over. So when creating your living trust or will, ask your attorney if this is something that will benefit your family. There's also a benefit of liability coverage here that I think we're going to get into here in a bit. Okay, I'm going to talk a little bit about why it's a good idea to hold your rental property in an LLC. First, for the most part, your personal liability is limited. Should you find yourself in a legal battle, there are protections an LLC provides that holding in your personal name do not. Only the property or properties and assets held in that LLC are at risk. If you own a personal residence and your rental properties in your personal name only, then all assets under your personal name would be at stake. This is the primary reason rental property owners hold their property in an LLC. However, if a legal battle does happen and you, your partners, or all of you are held liable for any wrongdoing, then in many states, the courts can go after your personal assets. For instance, let's say an employee or one of the LLC members are working on your property. They are moving an old refrigerator out of an upstairs unit, and because it was not secured properly, it falls off the hand truck, tumbles down the stairs, hits a tenant, breaking their back, and disabling them for life. Of course, they sue for a crazy amount of money. If the liability insurance coverage you have does not cover the payout, the courts can only go after the assets the company owns. So, the investment property, cars owned by the LLC, cash in the bank, etc. Now, let's say the person moving the refrigerator was drunk and all the members knew this member had been drinking that day. For a case like this, in all states, every member or partner is now liable for negligence, and in addition to the assets of the LLC, the courts can go after personal assets held in their name, like their home, vacation home, and any other investments held to reach the amount of the payout. What's our point? Know the character of who you are partnering with. Make sure they're a good person and one that won't compromise the integrity of your LLC. Yeah, and, and this goes for your kids, too. As I mentioned before, if you're adding your heirs onto the LLC, you better make sure they're responsible if they're going to be part of the decision-making someday. Now, let's talk about another benefit of holding your rental properties in an LLC. This is called pass-through taxation. This benefit is allowed for individually-owned businesses, not really large corporations. Typically, the profits earned by a corporation must be taxed and then taxed again when the owners draw income. But with an LLC, you get the benefit of passing the company's net income or loss through to the members based on the percentage of ownership. Members then report this income or loss on their personal tax returns, paying taxes based on their individual tax rate. There is some flexibility with this pass-through if you're in a higher tax bracket, so ask your attorney and financial advisor for advice on how best to structure your LLC. This is exactly why in episode 14, we talked all about how our attorney 
was likely our number one contact and a primary member of our business operations team. So let's talk about the situation where you do or plan to own multiple rental properties. Do you group them all under one LLC, or should you set them up each in their own? This depends. It depends on the value of the properties. It depends on where you reside. You see, we live here in California, which is known as a very litigious state. It was recommended to us that we could have more than one property in an LLC as long as the total combined value of the property did not exceed $2 million. Once we meet that threshold, it was recommended to us to create a new LLC for any additional properties we plan to add to our portfolio. Now, properties in California are pretty pricey, so that $2 million figure may be way higher than, say, Indiana, where properties are much less expensive. It also costs $800 a year for each LLC you operate in California. So that is something to consider, as well as if you are just starting out and your new investment doesn't make a whole lot from the get-go. But if you can afford it, it is advisable to create an LLC for each rental property owned. This will limit the liability to that property in the event of a legal battle. Should you own several rental properties under one LLC, all those properties are at risk if you must pay a financial award to someone who gets injured, or worse, on your property. Separating that ownership limits the liability to that one property and protects the others. Yeah, that's the main point of creating LLCs is to protect your assets. So if you know anything about me by now, it's that I like to have things that are neat and organized and professional. With an LLC, your business looks professional and potentially can increase credibility with tenants, creditors, and vendors. As it is more professional, there is no commingling of personal and business funds. An LLC will have their own bank account and accounting of income and expenses is separate, making it much cleaner and easier to track. This function will make claiming expenses against income clear and concise. You will have no worries of commingling funds, primarily those security deposits, or questions of using business funds for personal use. Operating an LLC also makes it easy to add or remove members. Like leases, your operating agreement is a legal document and has addendums. If there is a need to bring on a new member, or if one wants out, you don't have to completely redo the whole operating agreement. Just create an addendum that states the change, as well as all the members' names and their new percentage of ownership. Well, we should actually probably talk a little about what an operating agreement is. I guess we skipped over that, didn't we? (laughs) Yeah. So an operating agreement is a key document used by the LLCs because it outlines the business's financial and functional decision, including rules, regulations, and provisions, and it outlines the rights and responsibilities of each member. The purpose of the document is to govern the internal operations of the business in a way that suits the specific needs of the business owners. It states everything from who the members are, as well as who manages which tasks. Like which member manages all decisions for property management, and who handles all the finances and bookkeeping. It may also outline when a vote is needed to make a decision or if more than one signature is needed for checks paid over a certain amount. It definitely will include what each member's percentage of ownership is, who is acting manager over the whole LLC, 
how often the board meetings take place, and notarize signatures for each member agreeing to the terms. It can be as detailed or as simple as you please. Companies like LegalZoom and Rocket Lawyer have templates to follow, but this may be an area where it is best to consult your attorney. Also, some states do not require that you have an operating agreement, but it's highly advisable. Once created, it's a legally binding document between members and can be an important reference if there's any disagreements down the road. Okay, on to some of the not-so-popular points of creating an LLC. For starters, there's a lot of red tape. This does depend on the state in which you're creating the LLC, because some states have a lot of paperwork and hoops to jump through, and others do not. First off, you're going to need to create a name. It must be unique and not close to any other LLC name in your state that may confuse someone. Usually, the state has to approve your name. Kevin and I have been going round and round trying to create a unique name for our next LLC that doesn't sound odd when the tenant has to address us. But usually for rental property businesses, you'll see words like properties, holdings, or enterprise in the LLC name. You should have a rental property business plan in place to which you would need to add to that operating agreement. This is going to identify more of the goals and processes of how you plan to obtain those goals. It is not legally binding and it can be changed at any time. The purpose of including it with the operating agreement is to deter a member from making unauthorized changes to it. All right, so you must also file articles of organization with your state. The articles must include the LLC name, its purpose, information on how it will be managed, its address, and the name and address of its registered agent. So, that leads me to the next one. You must choose a registered agent or an agent for service of process. Most states require an LLC to have a registered agent. This is an individual or a company that agrees to accept legal papers on the LLC's behalf if it is sued. Typically, individual agents must reside in the same state as the LLC and their street address, not a PO box, must be listed in the LLC Articles of Organization. The agent may be a member, manager, or officer of the LLC, but doesn't need to be affiliated with the LLC at all. If someone who is a part of the LLC does not want to fulfill this role, usually the Secretary of State's office has a list of commercial registered agents that will act as an agent for service or process for a fee. You could also ask your attorney to take on this role. Next, you must file a statement of information, usually within a specified time after filing your articles of organization. The statement of information must include the LLC name and the Secretary of State file number, the name and address of the LLC agent for service of process, the street address of the LLC principal executive office, the LLC mailing address if it's different from the street address, the general type of business that is the LLC's principal business activity, and the name and complete business or residence addresses of any manager or managers and chief executive officer, if there is one. If no manager has been elected or appointed, the name and business and resident address of every member of the LLC. So let me give you a tip here. This information is available to the public. If you don't want your tenants to be able to find the address of your personal residence, I suggest you find a business address to be listed instead. Maybe one of the members has another business, like maybe they're a contractor or a professional service. 
that has an address that can be listed instead of one of the member's home addresses. We had a friend that had a business in a large office building. He had several offices going unused and was willing to sublet us two office spaces to use for our quote unquote business. We really just used the space to store stuff and the rent was less than if we used a storage area. So it was a win-win. We got to store our office furniture securely and we were able to use the business address on all of our official state filing documents. Keep in mind that if you're willing to pay for it, your attorney can handle all of the creation and filing of all these required documents. That's true, but it's also likely it's going to cost you buco bucks. Yep. Okay, now on to talking about mortgages and loans with an LLC. Getting a mortgage under an LLC can be more difficult. If you create an LLC prior to owning the property, when the time comes to purchase said rental property, you might find the mortgage process tougher. You would be applying for the loan in the company name, and corporate or business loans generally are much harder to qualify for and are usually offered at a higher interest rate than conventional loans. Banks want assurances that the loan will be paid. They're not in the business of taking over foreclosed properties, so when you are dealing with multiple members, possibly with different financial backgrounds, the application process can be long and grueling. So I know what you're thinking. What if I bought the property in my personal name and then transferred it into the LLC? If you have no loan on the property, no sweat. But transferring a personal loan into an LLC may not be permitted. Let's say you bought the property using a loan in your personal name, and now you want to transfer that rental property into the LLC name. Many conventional loan or banking institutions will not allow you to transfer ownership into an LLC, even a single-member LLC. You may want to inquire with your mortgage lender prior to applying as there are a few companies that will allow it for a fee. But many will call the loan, which means cancel it, and force you to apply for a new loan at a higher interest rate. This means they will give you a set amount of time to apply for a business commercial loan to pay off the personal conventional loan. If you do not qualify or cannot secure the funds, they will foreclose. If they do allow the transfer into the existing loan, usually they will charge assumption fees or have other costly conditions. Additionally, you may incur a title transfer tax to move your personal name into an LLC. However, We've heard of others that have had no issues at all. Yeah, there's been several. This would be a great subject to discuss with your CPA, don't you think? I mean, listen, if you are unsure as to when the best time to create an LLC is, before or after purchasing a rental property, then here's some information for you to consider. Creating an LLC and then purchasing the property allows you to buy the property under the LLC ownership. Putting the deed in the name of the LLC immediately removes liability from your personal assets and avoids a title transfer tax that you have to pay after the fact. Additionally, by buying the property under the LLC, you begin the leases and the tenancy under the LLC name. This alone saves you or your property manager the hassle of creating all new leases and managing the change of whom the rent payment should be paid to. Lastly, you avoid the chance of your mortgage company forcing a loan cancellation down the line. If your mortgage company forces you to close the loan and reapply, you will be charged closing fees all over again. 
But once your LLC is established and making money, getting a loan is much easier. You'll be paying higher interest rates, but the bank will have a history to look back on to determine your ability to pay. Think of it like building your credit score. It might take a couple years, but once you're looking good on paper, your chances of getting a loan approved go up exponentially. Let's switch gears here and talk about creating an LLC for a property that is owned out of state from where you reside. Where do you create the LLC? In the state where the rental property is or the state you live in? If you live in one state, but your rental property is in another, you will create the LLC in the state of the rental property, not where you reside. Why? The laws follow the property. Say you're like Stacy and myself and you reside in California, but maybe you own property in Indiana. You'll find the landlord-tenant laws are much different in California and tend to be more tenant-friendly, whereas the laws in Indiana are much more landlord-friendly. So you would want to have those landlord-friendly laws protect your LLC, not the tenant-friendly ones. Most state laws are not applicable in other states. So you want to create the LLC in the state the property is located to avoid legal issues. Additionally, the fees to operate an LLC in California are among some of the highest in the U.S. at $800, and they are due annually. That's a pretty big chunk of your bottom line, especially if you own multiple properties, each operating under their own LLC. Most other states have more reasonable fees, with some being one-time creation fee and not even renewable each year. One issue you may run into is double taxation depending on the state where you reside. As a member of the LLC, you may have to pay personal taxes in the state realized out-of-state property location and the state you reside in. This varies and is again why you should research if an LLC is best for your rental property. As we've said multiple times, consult your CPA or your tax advisor to ask whether an LLC is right for you. So we have had some people ask us if an umbrella insurance policy will give you the same protection as an LLC. Bottom line, no, it will not. Having an umbrella insurance policy does add coverage to the existing standard policy and cushions the protection, but it has its limits. If the lawsuit exceeds the amount of both the standard and the umbrella policy, then your personal assets are at risk. Also, most umbrella policies do not exceed the value of the asset being covered. So let's say your rental property is worth $350,000, and that is the same amount of coverage you have with your umbrella policy. Your liability insurance coverage is for $500,000, and there's a judgment against you for a million dollars. As your combined coverage between the umbrella and the liability insurance is $800,000, then your personal assets are at risk for that remaining $150,000. If you do not have the cash on hand or the equity in your personal home, you likely will have to sell one of your assets to cover the additional amount owed. Holding the property in an LLC may result in the same outcome. However, your personal assets wouldn't be at risk or considered as part of the lawsuit. Well, I mean, unless you're drunk and you drop a refrigerator down the stairs and paralyze your tenant. I mean, that scenario does change things a bit. Additionally, personal insurance policies contain exclusions that may leave a rental property owner unprotected and exposed to significant risks. Even with an umbrella policy in place, these exclusions may create a situation where the lawsuit exceeds the amount of the umbrella policy 
again, leaving personal assets at risk. So to mimic Stacy, have a conversation with your insurance broker to make sure you have ample coverage on your rental property and your personal residence. Okay, I think we're getting ready to wrap it up here. Whether you should hold your rental property in an LLC is a very personal decision. There are a lot of factors that only you can evaluate to see if an LLC will work for you. We hope that we have provided you with enough information in this episode for you to start to at least think about if an LLC is a good fit for you. Here are some questions to consider. Think about where you are in your landlording journey. How many properties do you own? How many do you plan to own? Do you own personal loans on your investment property or own them outright? Do you have partners that would be included in the LLC? Where would you be creating your LLC? What does the state require? What is the cost? Do you have the time to process all the paperwork required? If not, do you have the funds available to pay your attorney to handle it? These are all factors that will contribute to your decision. And likely, there are many more factors depending on what your answers are to the questions Kevin just threw out there. Bottom line, we do recommend you holding your property in an LLC if it makes sense for your goals and finances. All right, that's it for today, folks. And for those of you wondering how many times we said LLC today, that would be 92 times. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that would make for a very intense drinking game, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in today. We appreciate you listening. Please subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast platform. And if you could please share our podcast with other landlords and investment property owners, we would be very grateful. It helps us to move up the charts and get recognized by other rental property owners. If you want the podcast link delivered to your email each week, we do have a free newsletter that's called Landlord Weekly, and we send that out to all of our subscribers. It comes out every Tuesday and includes all kinds of tips, early access to our blogs, landlord-specific articles that are written by other industry pros, our favorite landlord products that we do use in our business, and the most recent link to this podcast. You can subscribe at yourlandlordresource.com forward slash subscribe. That's yourlandlordresource.com forward slash subscribe. We will also include a link to subscribe in the show notes. Thanks again. I'm Stacy signing off with Kevin and his LLC clicker. And until next time, you got this, landlords. <laughs>